Off the ball. GAA. I don't know, am I ever 100% but uh, just be be able to get through trainings without having a niggle or a little pain. Just being grateful to go and play. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. The Football Daily on Off The Ball. Hello and welcome to Tuesday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan. We'll start with today's Women's World Cup semi-final. There was late drama in Auckland where Spain beat Sweden 2-1 to get through to their first ever final. Real Madrid defender Olga Carmona scored the winner for Spain in the 90th minute. And it was just two minutes after Rebecca Blomqvist had equalised for Sweden. The match winner in the quarter-final against the Netherlands, Salma Parayulo, got the first goal for Spain, who play Australia or England in Sunday's final. Those two meet in Sydney tomorrow in the second semi-final. Australia manager Tony Gustafsson hopes to have his captain Sam Kerr fully available for the game. The Chelsea striker hasn't started a match in the tournament due to a calf injury that she suffered before the opening game against Ireland. She trained today. will be a, a meeting tonight again to see again the best starting eleven and best finishing eleven, and whether we plan for 90 minutes or plan for an extra time and those type of decisions. So it'll be some tough decisions tonight again, but Sam is definitely available for selection. If Sam Kerr does start, she'll be going up against her Chelsea teammates Millie Bright and Jess Carter. England captain Bright was asked if she had any advice for her international teammates about how to stop Kerr. I think everyone knows her pretty well on a worldwide stage. I think, you know, she's made a name for herself, so it's pretty hard not to know Sam and her abilities. But like Serena said, there's other players in the team, I think we're pre- prepared to play against Australia as a team. The three officials who chose not to award Wolves a penalty in last night's 1-0 defeat to Manchester United haven't been selected for this weekend's Premier League games. Referee Simon Hooper, VAR official Michael Salisbury and his assistant Richard West won't get a game. Wolves boss Gary O'Neill said after the match, elite referees manager John Moss apologised to him for the incident which saw United keeper Andre Onana take out Wolves substitute Sasa Klajic in injury time. It was reviewed by VAR, but the penalty wasn't given. Fair play to Jonathan too. For coming out, saying that it was a clear and obvious error and he can't believe that the on-field ref didn't give it, can't believe that VAR didn't intervene. Probably made me feel worse, actually, because once you know you're right, feel worse about leaving with nothing. United manager Eric Ten Hag didn't think it was a penalty and in terms of the performance by his side he admitted it wasn't good enough but he says there were positives. You have to find a foundation in the season and therefore you have to collect points but yeah if you want to keep collecting points we have to play better as we did today but as I say there were also positives it's a defending organisation the clean sheet which is good and yeah, the mentality, uh, keep going and keep believing in a win. And uh, yeah, we found a way to win. Harry Maguire was on the bench for United last night and it looks like his potential move to West Ham has stalled. The Hammers have an agreement with United, but it's believed there's uncertainty over whether Maguire is prepared to join the London club. Moises Casado will train with his new teammates today for the first time after Chelsea broke the British transfer record to sign the midfielder from Brighton. Chelsea paid £115 million for the Ecuadorian midfielder who turned down a move to Liverpool last week. Chelsea are also set to beat Liverpool to the signature of Southampton midfielder Romeo Labia. Liverpool didn't have a recognised defensive midfielder against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge on Sunday. They'll have to find other options to fill the void left by Fabinho and Jordan Henderson. Former Liverpool defender Jamie Carragher was in the Sky Sports studio last night for Monday Night Football. And no surprise, he was very critical of his former club. This is on the structure of the football club when you go back two years when Liverpool were the model for every team in Europe, not just the Premier League, to follow. When Liverpool win in the league, getting to Champions League finals, what are Liverpool doing? They're not spending as much money as other teams, but they're producing these players. Yes, they've got a great manager, 
But they had a guy called Michael Edwards at the top of you know at the top of the club in terms of a director of football, transfer committee, whatever name you want to put on it beneath them, it worked well. He left. His number two then took over. He was in the job for six months. He then moved on. You have to ask the reasons why these people are actually moving on for the football club. I don't know. I don't know what's going on uh, behind the scenes. A guy has come in from Germany who has got a relationship with Jurgen Klopp. He's only there for the summer. That's all he's there for. And then he moves on. Liverpool will then get another director of football. So in the pace of 18 months, Liverpool have had four directors of football. Now, they haven't got deals done. That is your job in that role to get deals over the line. The two players Liverpool bought had bio clauses. There's no negotiating, there's no big deal to go about it. You just meet the bio clause. Liverpool have not got deals on, over the line. And it's been embarrassing the fact that you start with Lavia, don't pay a certain amount, then you go from Caicedo, you know, you, yes, you get something agreed. And that's why I will not be critical of the owners. They were willing to pay 110 million and break the transfer record. But to go with him, when he's been talking to Chelsea for three months. Now go back to Lavia. Speaking of former Liverpool players, the Saudi Pro League season is up and running. Steven Gerrard and Jordan Henderson made a winning start in their first game. Al Etifak beat Al Nasser, who had taken the lead through Sadio Mane. The future of the Premier League has been spoken about a lot due to the number of players leaving for Saudi Arabia. Pat Nevin was on Off The Ball last night to talk about the Saudis becoming a bigger player in world football. And if the Premier League say they're not, they're not over worried about it, well... Go and have a look at Live Golf for a wee minute and share and think about how the marketing in football can actually change. And I'm sorry, now all sports can change and indeed will change over time. So the day, I think the youngest player I've spotted is probably younger, but Jota went from Celtic, it was at 25 million pounds. Um, that was quite big, but he's not necessarily a Premier League standard, top standard player. When you start getting the 23, 24 year olds or Haaland at his peak going, then you you start to say, well, wait a minute, this is different. This is really, really different. This is actually an attempt to take over the Premier League's dominance in the world. At the moment, what they're paying for it, you'd say, well, you're not getting, you're not going to get the value for money that you're looking for. But what they're getting is they're getting people looking at them. They're getting players tempted. And when push comes to shove, the things they want, which is A, a World Cup, B, be on the team when the Super League comes back on the, the roster again, which they will be with the, the players that they've got on, on board. And see, they're getting publicised all around the world and they have got money to burn. Roberto Mancini's been linked with a move to Saudi Arabia to take over the national team. He says that's not the reason he decided to quit Italy. Mancini resigned on Sunday with less than a month until the European champions recommenced their bid to qualify for the Euros in 2024. Apparently he's been offered £25 million to coach the Saudi Arabia national team, but in interviews with some of the Italian newspapers, he said he hasn't made any decision about his future. Rangers will look to keep their hopes of reaching the Champions League group stage alive this evening. They take a 2-1 lead into the second leg of their third qualifying round tie against Swiss side Servette. A win would move them into the playoff round and a likely tie with PSV Eindhoven. Arsenal defender Jurian Timber will see a specialist to find out the full extent of his knee injury with reports suggesting that he suffered an interior cruciate ligament injury. The Dutch international who signed from Ajax for €45 million Euro during the summer limped off early in the second half of Saturday's win over Nottingham Forest. And Manchester City defender Rico Lewis has signed the new contract with the Premier League champions until 2028. The 18-year-old academy graduate broke into the first team under Pep Guardiola last season. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.